Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Today is Saturday, the 16th of July, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to dive into NBA Summer League, and we're going to get G and Paul's first impressions of Paolo Banquero, uh, second round pick Caleb Houston, and just our general thoughts on the Magic's first four games of Summer League and there's also a little bit of magic news to talk about as well. But before we dive into all of that, let's uh, get our, introduce the boys. Paul, good evening, mate. How you doing, mate? You okay? I'm doing wet. I'm doing better than you, mate. You got um, a funny Boston Celtics story to tell us <laughs> uh, last week. Say, yeah, let's just say he came out on the wrong end of it. Um, I, as some of you know, I was in London last weekend to see Pearl Jam um, a couple of times. So I'm coming away from the gig on Friday night and a bit of a bizarre experience. I'm walking from the gig back to the hotel along Birdcage Walk, just having approaching uh, Buckingham Palace there. And I get this cyclist riding towards me shouting, the magic of shit, the magic of shit, Celtics always. Okay, fair enough. Nice one, mate. I'm shouting back, no, magic, mate, always magic. And he stops. So I think, okay, he's going to have a conversation around about basketball. Brilliant. Looking forward to this. Now he just wants to roundly <laughs> abuse me for wearing a magic shirt. So, you know me, I'm a little shrinking violet. And uh, I've decided I'm going to give it you back full on. So I think my first words out of my mouth were, hey, I'm, not, I'm never going to be a Boston fan because I'm not a, a glory hunting bandwagon fan. Nor am I, mate. Nor am I. Nor am I. So, okay. I'm a diehard fan, he says. Well, okay, mate, prove it. Just name four of your starting five in any of those final games this year. He gets back on his bike and starts riding off. Not another word, <laughs> except the thing ringing him in his ears was from me shouting, off you go, you plastic fan. All words to that effect. Yeah, that's the clean that's version. Um, that's the clean version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off something. You're I genuinely, casual. I, I genuinely right. couldn't believe what I read when you put that in our WhatsApp group. The right, other day. Honestly, yeah, yeah. There, I'm just. I say he, he hadn't even got a Boston shirt on. I'm expecting to look and see he's got something he's represented. No, no, nothing at all. Speaking of which, did see an awful lot of uh, shirts at the PJ gigs, at the Pearl Jam gigs. Um, lots and lots of bull stuff, you know, you throw back Mitchell and Ness, uh, Pippin, Rodman and Jordan shirts, quite a few Lakers ones. One different one was, uh, Anthony Davis shirt. You don't see that many of those around. There were plenty of LeBron stuff, uh, a few books. And, uh, I decided to try and have a chat with the, uh, Nets fan who was wearing a KD jersey. He didn't want to talk about basketball at all. Don't know why. What did he do, Paul? He just walked off, mate. He just sort of, um, yeah, 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 gone. I'm off, need a pee, I'm off for a beer. Yeah, all right, mate. I mean, the, the Boston... You've got to give it to him, you? The, the Celtics fans blatantly picked on one, the wrong guy, and the wrong <laughs> fan base. Because although we haven't been very good, we will still give as good as we get. But, uh, 
So talking to people who give as good as they get, evening G. Evening mate, how are we? Uh, first of all, happy anniversary for last week. We haven't been Absolutely. on since last Wednesday, but uh, yeah, fifth, an- fan- fifth anniversary for you and Amy. That's right, that's Can't right. Can't believe she's so, put up with uh, you for five years, mate, to be honest. I know, no, no, can I, mate? <laughs> no, I come on, come on, Jim, you know she's punching. <laughs> yeah, so we, t- we took a, a trip to London as well this uh, last couple of days when we got back today. Um, but I actually went to the NBA store. Um, I thought, let's have a look what magic merchandise they've got. Uh, not a lot that I haven't got is... Uh, the only thing I will say, I did manage to pick myself up a keyring to match um, Mr. Bacon's jersey there. So uh, I grabbed that um, and I, I made a point. I thought, I'll, I'll go and ask the uh, assistant, where's the magic stuff? He said, oh, you know, there's a couple of penny jerseys there. There's the uh, throwback jacket over there. Oh, I'm actually done. Okay. Oh, you're a magic fan, he said. And I said, yeah. Oh, come over here. I'll um, introduce you to the, the store manager. Uh, a chap called Neil Wright. So, uh, got talking to Neil. He's been a big fan since 94. He listens to the show. So, uh, shout out to Neil. Um, he was wearing a Miami Heat jersey, though. <laughs> but he said he was a fan of jerseys and he's a collector of jerseys. So, uh, we will let him off. Um, but yeah. jersey was he wearing, uh, mate? The, the black um, Miami jersey with the two... Um, Stripes down the side. I think it was like a, a noughties throwback. I think it was um, Alonzo Morning on it. So, uh, yeah. Different, different jersey, that different. one. Yeah, different. fair play. Yeah, but it was probably his uniform. You know, he had to wear... He don't like wearing his uniform. Yeah, so uh, keep the good stuff uh, when you actually need it, isn't it? So, uh, no, so we had a good weekend. And... Um, I also watched the Book of Mormon. If anybody hasn't seen the Book of Mormon, I've seen I've been twice now. It's that good. I've got no idea. I know it's I know it's a stage show. I know it's a musical, but I've got no idea what that's about at all. Obviously, no. there's a slight clue in the title. I'll accept that. Before <laughs> some sarcastic so-and-so has to say. <laughs> no, Do you I, I refer to one of us or the comments. <laughs> I was referring to you, Mikey. Oh, <laughs> that's not like me to be sarcastic. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's uh, the main character, Elder Price. Um, he wants to go his, to his favourite place in the whole wide world, Orlando. So, uh, I like quality, it quality, 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 good stuff. Excellent, good stuff. Well, we're heading into what was it? Our third year now, boys, on the podcast. Yeah. Third season. Uh, right. We're getting close to 100 episodes, which will will happen roughly around the start of pre-season if we uh, keep cranking out one a week. But uh, we've had, obviously, loads, ton- we've had tons of great guests on the, on the podcast. We had Kristen Ledlow on last week's episode. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, go back and do that. Uh, we've had Daryl Armstrong, Nick Anderson, Bo Outlaw, just to name drop a few. Um, and obviously we want to continue to bring you guys more great episodes. Um, so if you'd like to help out the podcast, please subscribe to Orlando Magic UK on YouTube. We're, we're over the halfway mark now to a thousand followers on that platform. Um, unfortunately, NBA League Pass have made the decision to close their affiliation program. Um, but you can continue to support us by using our affiliate links for the NBA store and Fanatic. So 
if you want to buy any sort of like official magic merchandise if you use our links uh, that will help support what we do as well as our online store magicfansapparel.tmail.com um, all of the links are in the description of the podcast and you can find them on the website orlandomagicuk.com including the brand new uh, penny for your thoughts t-shirt which i'm rocking tonight there we go right let's get into summer league then boys so uh last week when did we record? Wednesday last week. So Wednesday. Just before the uh, the tip-off of Summer League. So the Magic started with the Houston Rockets last Thursday. We saw the debuts of Paolo Bancaro and Caleb Houston, including third-year guard RJ Hampton, who also featured along with Devin Kennedy. Um, and obviously the Houston Rockets were uh, showcasing third overall pick Jabari Smith as well. Uh, the Magic came out comfortable winners, 91 to 77. Bancaro finished with 17 points, six assists and four rebounds. Caleb Houston with a team high 20 points, including five threes. So boys, what was your uh, takeaways from that Houston game? G? Well, it, it was a good start. Um, obviously, Bancaro brought it, um, obviously going up against Smith. Um, first quarter, especially, I think he scored about eight quick points, a couple of nice moves down on the block, a step back three, just showcasing his uh, offensive arsenal. Uh, during the game as well, he had a nice defensive play on a sort of a chase down swat on uh, Jabari Smith on, on his drive effort. Um the offense did flow a lot through um, Bancaro, which was good to see. Um, off, giving us, you know, a, a lot of open shots from uh, from outside, and um, obviously, as you've mentioned, Mikey Houston um, certainly impressed with his uh, long distance shooting. So that was good to see. Um, but Kennedy chipped in with 15 points. RJ Hampton came. Uh, well, he scored 11 points, 11 rebounds, although I did think he was a little bit uh, off the pace, to be perfectly honest with you. Maybe he had the ball in his hands a little bit too much. Um, probably like to have, have seen it you know, spread around a little bit more. Um, so there was a lot of emphasis on, you know, shooting the long ball, I thought, from the Magic. Uh, but as you mentioned, he was pretty comfortable uh, in the end. And he, he kept Smith in check, who, who just scored 10.7 rebounds. So, um, no, all in all, decent performance and, um, yeah, 1-0. Yeah, mate, I, I think I, I, I was surprised by the level of defensive intensity that uh, Bancaro brought. Um, he wanted to go out in that game and clearly prove why he was the number one pick and why we took him over uh, Jabari Smith. He defended him constantly and consistently. Um, RJ, yeah, like you say, G, wasn't efficient, was it? It was uh, far too much headless chicken, um, as as usual. It seems whenever he's got to make a quick decision, um, that's where his, his game falls down for me. Um, but, you know what, against OKC, yeah, it was it was nice to see what we had, um, and the I think the only disappointment for me was um, Caleb Houston. He uh, seemed to have one or two struggles. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, no, hang on, no. Houston got 20 in that one, didn't he? It's all right, I'm thinking I'll of cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of further on. I'm thinking of... Um, you jumped to the third game there. Yeah, Houston. yeah. I'm thinking of the third game there. He, uh, yeah, Houston had his best game. Sorry. There. Houston had his best game of Summer League with 20 points. Um, five of nine from deep, wasn't he? That's the way I'm thinking of. So it was nice to see, but that was his best game by far. Um, we'll get into I'm sure we'll talk about more of him later on. But yeah, sorry for jumping into the third game. Brain fart. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, then the Magic faced the uh, Sacramento Kings facing last year's Summer League champions uh, and fourth overall pick Keegan Murray in what turned out to be probably one of the most thrilling Summer League games I can certainly remember. Um, Orlando led by 18 and let that lead slip, bringing the uh, the Kings had two back-to-back threes that sent the game into overtime uh, before the magic big man Emmanuel Terry scored the game-winning basket in double overtime off the assist from Paolo Banquero. Uh, the magic won that one 94-92. Banquero finished with 23 points, six assists, six rebounds, and RJ Hampton chipped in with 13 points of his own. So, Paul, thoughts on the Kings game? Not the Thunder, get, the Kings. Mate, right. Don't worry, I'm, I'm back with you now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to see this until Monday, um, having been in London. But I absolutely loved the battle between Keegan Murray and Bankera. And I've got to say, I was impressed by Keegan Murray. thought he looks a good player. Um, I really thought it was hilarious, Paolo going into... Uh, King's dressing room beforehand and walking up to Keegan Murray and say lace them up in for a tough night in for a long night thought that was brilliant um, but look, Paolo made a massive impact didn't he um, what was it he really in the first quarter he made a big impact nine points two steals and assists um, like you say Mikey 23 points six rebounds six assists four steals don't forget that game saving Block, block that he made at the end. What a block that was. Um, and I'm pleased that got challenged properly and overturned because uh, how they call that a foul, I do not know. Uh, but that was spectacular. Um, I do think that RJ played better. I think that that was his better game of uh, the two. Um, he seemed to have slowed down a little bit, uh, was more thoughtful and far more efficient with the ball. That was the only disappointment with... Uh, Paolo, uh, quite a few turnovers in that game, uh, which was why when he didn't play against OKC, I was one of the things I was disappointed about. He didn't get a chance to Improve rectify that. that. Yeah. Um, and but we've got to say about Admiral as well. He uh, came out and had, what was it, 14 points, played really well. Uh, all, all, all points field goal wise were from three pointers and the rest from uh, 100% on three on free throws so yeah a nice game for him I enjoyed that one it was a good game to watch yeah yeah Gene? just just add add on to Schofield there yeah 14 points in 15 minutes and a plus yeah. minus of plus 10 in those 15 minutes um, which was key really when we made our run uh, before the, the Kings got back to us um, yeah, you you picked up on a lot of it there, to be honest, mate. Um, but obviously, you, you touched on Hampton there. Um, I think what 
my frustration with Hampton there, he, he had a decent-ish game, and then it was just those two bonehead plays towards the end of the fourth quarter. Oh where yeah. He didn't, yeah, he didn't advance the ball over the half halfway line, and then it was that turnover that resulted in the Keegan Murray three to tie it um, to finish regulation, and that kind of you know sits with you. Do you know what I mean? It just mm. leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, there was some, there was some I, botched officiating though on that um, eight-second call as well, wasn't there? It wasn't. It shouldn't have. It been. was. It shouldn't have been. But uh, yeah, I agree with you, G. It was one of those really, really annoying, unforced errors that there's no need for to be in somebody's game. Yeah, for, uh, and you. Sorry, Mike. You go on, mate. I was just going to say for Hampton, this you, you see flashes of that ability where he can get down here, we can turn the corner, he can get to the basket, he finishes well, and he goes up the other end and, and he's just just sloppy with the ball more than anything. And then he has the old possession, he doesn't really know, he doesn't look like he knows what he wants to do with it. And he's sort of just reacting as opposed to having, I don't know, to run in a certain play. He just seems to be out there doing his own thing. I mean, look, it's summer league. We're not going to overreact yeah. to it. That's certainly yeah, one thing. But... No. Um, yeah, certainly the highs and lows of, of RJ Hampton, but yeah. But but going back to Bancaro, you know, he wanted the ball. He's very mm-hmm. dominant, uh, found the right player cutting, found the, you know, the, the right pass. Um, and what I, I think from the, the the two games that follow this, missing him, um, the structure of the team um, kind of falls apart without him as the focal point of the offense. Um, I want to shout out Devin Kennedy on this one for making those three, I say pressure free throws. Um, yeah. it's, it's good practice, isn't it? I know it's just summer league, but you know, uh, when he got to the line, you know, I'm pretty confident Devin was going to make them. So uh, fair play to him uh, for making those. But I've never been so engrossed in a summer league game as I was this one. Because um, I think it was maybe a day before that they announced that, you know, the summer league champions would be getting rings. And we were 1-0 at the time. And then, you know, we could have let this one slip. So uh, it was nice to get to two and zero. Unfortunately, it's um, slid down the hill a little bit now since. But um, no, decent game, and um, yeah, nice to get the W. Um, I am impressed by Paolo's core vision. He's yeah. got. He is a really enthusiastic uh, passer and playmaker. Um, he's he's going to be hell of a presence on the court for us. Um, it's got to be on those two games and again not overreacting because it is two games but you've got to look against what the other rookies have done it's got to be in, or if he can keep injury free and play well to do it, he's got to be in with a shout for rookie of the year he's got such a complete game Yeah, it really before, has well before we go on to the last two games let's talk about Paolo then so was there anything that stood out for, like obviously I think you put what 17 and, and 23 up in the first two games but yeah, was there anything average that 20 actually, points, didn't was there anything that surprised you that people didn't necessarily talk about before talk about him in the draft or leading up to the draft that you saw in those two games I want to probably say his passing Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a big man to be able to to see the floor like he is, um, you know, obviously you expect normally the point guard or guards who who've got that vision, um, but he likes to have the ball as we've mentioned, 
Um, and he could, if he can make the right pass, um, I think it was his pass as well that, that went to Terry in that game against the Kings. Um, you know, the focus was on him and he made the right play. So um, it's only summer league, but it's encouraging signs. Um, and it, I suppose it was a shame that we didn't see him thereafter, but I totally understand the situation uh, and the need not to, you know, get him into any sort of injury uh, issues. So, um, yeah, it was probably the passing, I'd say, Mikey. How about you? Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and probably that little burst defensively as well. I mean, some of it was where he got caught sleeping a little bit on 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 possessions where players were meant to switch defensively and he got caught sort of in no man's land. And then he was making those those reactions and he, he had the block on uh, Jabari Smith against the Rockets. He had the, the arguably the game saving block against the Kings as well. He's just got those flat. He's got the tools. He's got the physicality and he's yep. got the frame that he can defend multiple positions, which is today's game. Um, and the so motor as, and the motor. He, he's got he's got everything. Obviously, it's an area he needs to improve on, um, and he's going to. But yeah, defensively, his passing was was. Uh, Certainly something I think has been underrated. I mean, there was a couple, was it against Houston, where he got caught in the air and then he threw that dart right under the basket to, I think it was Terry for the layup. Be- beautiful pass, that. There was that. There was a couple of no-look little kick kickouts to the corner, one for Caleb Houston who, in that game where he hit five threes. Um, yeah, the, the guy's got everything, hasn't he? The guy's got the physicality. He's got the frame. He already looks NBA ready. He 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 can do multiple things on the floor. Um, I like seeing him in the post. Um, you see that sort of Jason Tatum sort of style to his game in the post. Um, if he can improve the three as well, which he's he, you'd like to think he's going to with reps, then um, yeah, we've certainly still, got one hell of a player on our hands. He still shot fifty percent. Yeah, exactly. Success rate from three, and we're saying that his three wasn't that good overall. People, you know, um, I think the other thing is that we've got to acknowledge how strong he is. And at nineteen, he's only going to get bigger and stronger. He is a beast. I'm really, really excited to be getting to see him firsthand. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Not jinxing it <laughs> from opening night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the only other thing I, I forgot to on. mention is he got to the line 15 times against oh. the Sacramento Kings. So, Isn't we, that you know, something we've been lacking for so many yeah, years? A player that can abso- just get to the line whenever he wants. Absolutely. Yeah. And he made 11 of 15, so, you know, 70-odd percent or whatever it is. But I'm sure that'll improve. But if we, you know, get to the line, um, then we're going to have a lot more success, aren't we? But just having that clutch go-to scorer um, is exactly what we needed. Out of interest, are you guys, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the OKC game in a second. What Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren have done thus far in Summer League, Are you? do you think we definitely made the right choice? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt yeah. at the moment. I know it's a there. silly question, but yeah, just throw it out there. Yeah, 100%, mate. I mean, Jabari's really struggled in Summer League, hasn't he? He's, what was it, 14? Well, obviously I haven't seen the updated stats, but uh, it was 14% from the field a, a few days ago when I last looked. Um, yeah, he's he's had his struggles. Chet, 
I mean, Chet's look, Chet's look good, man. Um, we'll talk about him in a minute with the Thunder. Um, but uh, well, we'll go into it. Um, obviously. Well, I was just going to say before on, we went into into the Thunder because. Uh, well, no, no. Tell you what, carry on, mate. Carry on. <laughs> the point I'm going to make can come later. It's all right. All right. Okay. Cool. So, well, obviously, I think one of you guys mentioned the Magic decided to sit Paolo Banquero. Who was the other two guys? RJ Hampton and um, Admiral Schofield. Admiral, yeah. Yeah. Um, disappointing the national media who didn't get to see the top two picks go against one another. Uh, so the Magic rested those guys for this game. Uh, basically, Chet Holmgren and OKC came out on top. The Magic got on off to a, to a really slow start. They got themselves back into the game around halftime, but the Thunder went on to win 84-81. to 81. Uh, so, G, what was your thoughts on that Thunder game, mate? Well, I only watched the recap of this, so oh. my my thoughts what? would be a little bit limited, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, obviously, it was good to see that, you know, there was a fight there from, from the, the rest of the players on the roster. And it was good of the, the Magic to give an opportunity to others, seeing as they knew what they, you know, what we've got with Bancaro, Hampton and Schofield. So, obviously, opportunity for Kennedy, James... Uh, Terry, a couple of others. So whilst it wasn't the best start, you know, down 20, never is. Um, they showed some fight. So that's all you can ask for. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned it's only Summer League, but um, chance for the fringe players to try and make a stake for, you know, a, a training camp invite. Um, okay, we lost the game, but we were playing against uh, a team that had Chet Holmgren and four starters that played have experience in the NBA so you know they're, they're not going up against you know um, not very good players shall we say so uh, it is what it is isn't it but no I, from what I saw it is what it was <laughs> yeah. Paul you watched it what was your I thoughts did. mate <laughs> I, um, I'll be honest I didn't know beforehand because as I said, having been away, I didn't know that we were shutting down um, Paolo. I'd not seen, I'd seen the first game before I went to London and being in London, I didn't get, I watched OKC and uh, the Kings together. So I watched the Kings and then OKC straight after. Um, We're two up and I'm looking in, oh, this is going to be fantastic. Here we go. What do you mean? There's no Paolo, there's no RJ, there's no Admiral. And at that point, I'd got no interest. I'm not going to lie. It was like, okay, you've, what are we left with? Um, so I thought we looked uneven as a team. I really did. Um, as I was saying earlier, Caleb Houston seemed to have his struggles that night. Um, I think without others taking the focus away from him, um, on offence so he had a lot of defenders against him uh, he struggled four points on the night on two of ten shooting um, but I was six from three um, Devon yeah he had 12 points but took 12 uh, took 10 threes hit three of them he only took one shot that wasn't a three pointer um, I I honestly felt that as a fan, I was almost going through the motions watching it. Um, I was really disappointed that we had that we took the decision. I understand the decision because at the end of the day, it is summer league. 
is inconsequential. Um, we want the real business in October to be when it matters and to see uh, Paolo playing. So I get it. I understand that he'd limped off um, after the Kings game. So I understand. Still disappointed. I was really disappointed that we lost the chance to see him go against Chet Holmgren and Josh Giddy, um, who he seems to be a bit overrated to me, Giddy. There seems to be an awful. There seems to be an awful lot of love, and I'm not. Um, he's he's got it's, ability. It's the flair, isn't it? Yeah, it's the flair that he plays with. I, I I thought there was two things for me that stood out in this game. OKC had the best two players on the floor, which was Giddy and which was Holmgren. That that and that was obviously the big advantage. I think uh, that that was certainly one of them. And and the other point you alluded to this a bit earlier, Paul, about Bancaro with his turnovers. You would have liked to have seen him play yep. in the third game just to see if he could improve on that area. Because in the Houston game, he had six fouls. Well, he improved on that in, in the Kings game. He, he got he, he managed to stay out of foul trouble in a game that was a lot more physical and a, and a lot more closely contested. But it would have been nice just to have seen if he could have clean, clean up the uh, the turnovers in the third game. But look, mm. at the end of the day, Summer League's about seeing who can play and who can't. <laughs> Who's NBA ready, who can play at the NBA level and who can't. Um, and we saw that from, from the minute from minute one with Bankera that, he, that he's already ready. So why risk him? And I think, didn't he have a slight niggle, a bit of an injury in one of the games? So why why risk uh, the, the kid? Absolutely. He limped off after, he was limping out of the arena, wasn't he, after uh, the Kings game, after the second yeah. game. We clearly, the, the, the team had clearly took the decision that they'd seen enough. They knew what they'd got. They were happy. I think we as fans wanted to see more, particularly against OKC. We wanted to see that one and two go against one another. And, and like you said, Paul, it, it sort of sucked that interest out of it a little bit, didn't yeah. it, with, uh, without him playing. Uh, so then the Magic played the New York Knicks on Thursday. Um, I'm going to be honest, I, I only watched the highlights earlier because if you guys know, I've, I've started a new job this week and <laughs> haven't had the time really to watch many watch a lot of minutes. Um, as well as the interest not being there with Bankera not playing, it's been a bit harder to watch. But uh, Paul, you've watched this game. You said I think I'm the only one that's actually watched it properly, aren't I? Yeah, and I think you said you switched it off early or something. <laughs> I did. Like, it was that I bad. did. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it was one of those games where we started out um, eleven zero down inside. Inside of three minutes, we didn't score a point inside those first three minutes. We took a timeout and you saw that taking that early timeout did have an effect and the team started to play and come back into it and did recover. Um, and you you got to that position in the third quarter where, I think it was the third quarter anyway, yeah, where the, the lead was changing hands. Um, there was some strong play. Um and again, this is what Summer League is about, getting the opportunity to look at other people. Uh, Tommy Cusa, he he had some strong play. He made some mistakes. But as a guard, he finished with 25 points on 11 of 15 shooting. Um, dished out four assists and had four steals. Yes, there were some mistakes, but that's a pretty strong stat line. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, Justin James, he played some nice basketball as well, put up 16 points. Um, and you've got a couple of others who knocked in double-digit scores. Um, the other guy who really did contribute, um, eight points, nine assists, six rebounds, was a guy called Xavier Simpson. He played some nice basketball. Um but they just could they, they fought the way back into the game, but they couldn't keep it going and ended up dropping uh, dropping away. Um, you'll notice that the two names I haven't mentioned in this game as putting up good figures are Houston and Kennedy. Both had nights to forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Houston, two points, two rebounds, an assist. Um, o of six from deep on one of eight from sh- one of eight shooting. Devon. Six points, four rebounds and an assist. But he was two of ten from deep. And again, he only took one shot that wasn't a three-pointer. Um, this is Coming to the point I was going to make earlier, I'm seeing, you're seeing quite a few people saying, oh, we've given Houston this contract too soon by the looks of things. It's summer league. As I've said before, it's inconsequential. There's a certain other player who didn't play well in summer league last season and his season worked out all right I think for young Franz Wagner so let's not panic it's four games let's not panic yeah so as we're recording this we are like 20 minutes away from the magic tipping off I think it's the fifth and final summer league game tonight against the Detroit Pistons so uh, when you guys are watching or listening this you already know the uh, the final result to that game but uh Guys, any gen- any other sort of general thoughts on Summer League? Players that caught your attention? Players that disappointed you? Is, is there anything sort of else you want to add to, to what we've already talked about? Well, I've not watched any other games other than the Magic. Okay. I'm in the same boat as well. It's just Magic, isn't it? Why would you want any, to watch any, any um, Magic players <laughs> we haven't discussed? Uh, uh, we've discussed RJ. But the final thing I'm going to say is he went in there to get repetitions, to get minutes and to show a value. I don't think he's advanced his position. Mm. In fact, I think he's probably hurt it as a long-term future. Yeah, I'd agree with that. He didn't look like a third-year player, no. did he? No. no. But Not all. again, it's only Summer League. Summer League. <laughs> but he uh, fell yeah. short of looking like an experienced player. Yeah, yeah. Other than what you mentioned, Bancaro and uh, Caleb Houston having a couple of good games, obviously it dropped, tailed off a little bit. Schofield had a solid uh, little campaign, two yeah. games. Um, so, you know, I'd like to see him brought back, um, possibly with Lakeland on uh, the two-way contract. If that's something um, we can get him on, that'd be fantastic. Um, other than that, I love the fact that the team basically attended in the first two yeah. games at least supported you know where we got to hear a couple of interviews of Cole Anthony uh, Jeff Weltman uh, and that's really good for the franchise and um, you know just for exposure uh, for this young group isn't it so yeah that, that was really cool to see and you know really looking forward to uh, start the season now yeah you know, I, w- I want to just ask this. Uh, it's away from Summer League. It's completely separate. 
but we've not had a chance to talk about this with you being busy at work, Mikey, G and I both swanning around enjoying ourselves. Um, where are we at on Donovan Mitchell? The rumours of us being involved in uh, potentially being able to put something up that would interest the Jazz. When you look at what they got for uh, Gobert. Well, Bill Simmons said on a podcast today that we'd probably have the best package of players that we could actually put together to Utah. Um, And it's not often, you know, uh, I say disgruntled star becomes available. Um, Is it a little bit too soon? I think it probably is. I think we're a season away um, because we don't know what we've got. We don't know what we've got, and we don't know who who are expendable and who are the you know the keepers. So, um, whilst it's nice nice to be included in these conversation, I'd probably just stick for another season just to see. I'll tell you who I'll tell you who does have a, a much much better idea of what we got, and that's Jeff Weltman. So if that's if he thinks he's the guy to go and get, then then go and get him. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Mitchell is necessarily the 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 player we should be throwing all throwing all our throwing all our chips into the middle of the table for. Um, I mean, if if you're trading for Mitchell, is Bankero the first player you have to give up to get him? And if that's the case, oh no, you I'd, don't I'd, give. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. But that's what that's what Utah are going to ask, aren't they? That's the, him and Wagner are going to be the first two players they're going to ask for. Now, you, you might just hang the phone up at that point and, and move on. But um, yeah, we, we, we've certainly got the mix of young players, short-term contracts, like the, the money in terms of like, I don't know, players like Jonathan Isaac's sort of money and like the non-guaranteed side of his contract that gives might give Utah a bit of flexibility going forwards if if that move has happened. I don't know, we, we set, I agree, like Bill Simmons definitely is it nail on. We've got one of the better packages we could we could uh, give up for Mitchell. I I just want to see us, even if it's just for 30 or 40 games, just see what we've got with this team before we make a deal like that and Utah aren't in a rush to make a deal either are they they could they could wait out to the deadline I mean the guy's still under contract for four more years isn't he so we'll see we'll yeah. see I think I Kevin Durant's think, the first chip to fall though before Mitchell I think this is where it actually puts us perhaps in a better position because I think you've got one or two teams that would perhaps be interested who are going to be hanging around waiting on seeing where KD and Kyrie Move, um, synchronized drinking there. Uh, I think you're going to have those, some of those hanging around, so you might be able to strike early. I did the one thing I did read, and that made sense was that you can argue that Orlando would be a great location for Donovan Mitchell because his role wouldn't change. He'd still be the number one option and a mentor to younger players as he has been in Utah thought that was a really good argument as to one of the reasons that it would make sense to actually go for him regardless of scoring and as needing a star and you know that it probably moves the rebuild forward faster um, I think there was a couple of good arguments I thought that was a really good argument for potentially throwing a package in and seeing where you go so the package I think consisted I've just tried to recall it as we're speaking now I think it was Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, 
Wendell Carter Jr. and a number of picks, including the Bulls, Denver, possibly one or two more. It's a shame if we have to give up Wendell. I mean, if you if you walk it if you walk it, I mean, you're walking out of that deal, and you've still got faults. You've still got Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Franz. Bancaro, Mitchell. You've still got Mobamba. <laughs> you've still got a big man that could still play at the at the five. Yeah, it's certainly tempting. I'm I don't know. I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. I was just interested because we've not had chance to. You know, we've not. Yeah. WhatsApp one another, or it's not been in the Twitter groups. Talk about it. Um, I, I, I'm all, I, I am all in though for wanting to win more games now. Like we, we've got the number one pick. Like sod the sod the draft lottery next year and and tanking all that rubbish. Let's win some bloody games this season. Because <laughs> we have to. I'm just fed up of losing. Let's get on and turn this thing around because it's about time. Um, and you said, Paul, about. Orlando being a great location for Mitchell is also a great location for a, a player called Steph Curry who's just bought a house in Winter yeah. Park. So uh, there's nothing yeah. in that, obviously, but that's just <laughs> Orlando's fancy, the place fancy, to be. He might fancy a couple of seasons finishing his career off. Mate, we'd all be in for that. I do actually think that somebody, is, if we are trying to get somebody, somebody like Steph Curry would be a good pickup for the team. If we if we moving on from Terence Ross, then somebody like Seth Curry bringing him in be a good a good move. Yeah. So now how much G loves him. But in, in fairness, Steph Curry's done what we all want to do. We all want to have a property in Orlando, don't we? So you know you, you can't fault the chap. <laughs> you see, then Seth could Seth could live rent free in his brother's house. We've brought him in. True. You you live rent free in other people's heads as well, G, don't you? I do. Around I do. the association. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving on from that. Uh, last bit of magic news then. Uh, earlier this week, the Orlando Magic announced that they've signed a second round pick, Caleb Houston. Uh, Keith Smith from Spotrack reported that Houston has signed a four-year deal earning, I think it's $2 million a year for the 22-23 season and 23-24. His final two years are non-guaranteed. Um, Orlando's roster now sits at 16 players. Obviously, that doesn't matter right now, but we need to trim that by one before the beginning of the season. So at the moment, under contract, we've got the uh, guards, Marco Foltz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton and Devin Kennedy with forwards Franz Wagner, Paolo Banquero, Terence Ross, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Akiki, Caleb Houston, and the big men Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, Mo Wagner, and Bol Bol. Uh, just a few things to note. Devin Kennedy's contract is non-guaranteed, and I did hear, I think it's until January, the Magic can still cut him. Uh, we've obviously still got the ability to make a trade or two. Uh, you guys, have, we've already talked about the Mitchell thing, but we could still be a part of maybe a three-team or four-team deal that helps facilitate a move for somebody like Kevin Durant. Um, you could take on an unwanted contract or another rotation player. Um, there's a few things the Magic could, could do there. Um, who do you... What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to cut somebody like Devin Kennedy? Do you think there's still a potential move there? Maybe Terence Ross could still be... I, th I think it's going to be either 
I think Terence Ross is going to be moved, ultimately. Whether or not we end up bringing somebody in to replace him as a veteran presence and a, and a shooter, I don't know. Um, I think the more likely to go is either Kennedy or RJ. Or do you move, does Iggy get cut being two-way and we put somebody else onto the two-way? I don't think Iggy's signed to a two-way this season at the moment. Is he not? Is he? No, I think it's a I brand know. new set of, a uh, new slate, so to speak. New, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it'll probably be Kennedy. Um, and then if Ross is moved closer to the trade deadline, like you mentioned, Paul, which is far more likely, I believe, um, then, you know, we might just pick Kennedy straight back up or just put him in that two-way bracket and then yep. convert him back to a fully guaranteed contract for the rest of the season. Um, I know the, the, the organisation has been pretty good with him uh, in signing him, you know, to this deal, especially with the injury and uh, him coming back from everything. Um, I think all the other guys, you know, uh, have got potential, more potential um, excuse me. So, and the fact Houston signed now is probably going to be a guard, um, unless a move's made, as, as you guys have mentioned. But as we know, they keep everything close to their chest. So nobody knows, not even the, the rumor mill. So, uh, yeah. Stuff. Well, we've got about, what do you reckon, three or four weeks until the NBA releases the new season schedule? I think. It's about 94, 95 days now until opening night. We've got a long three months to sit and wait for uh, for Summer League, uh, sorry, Summer League, for uh, pre-season and training camp to come around. Garant and me are down to 101 days till we fly out. Paul's about 93. Yeah, somewhere around there now. Yeah. yeah. It's not that we're counting, but... Uh, the The British are coming. I think at the moment there's about 22 of us heading out at the beginning of the season. So uh, we are hoping to uh, to get some good games when we're there. A nice six-game homestand would be nice for two weeks when we're there. But uh, we can hope, can't we? Um, yeah, any final thoughts, boys? I'm, um, I'm about to say, are you looking forward to being hotter than uh, Florida for the next few days? <laughs> well, Although yeah. you, you, I don't think your pair are in the... Uh, Red zone of terror, are you? I think Monday's still going to hit 36. <laughs> Whereas yeah, we're 36. slap bang in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so next 40s time I'm on, you, Paul? Mate, yeah, 40s, yeah. Yeah, 13, 38, 39. So if, if next time I'm on, the tattoos are looking a bit... It's because they've melted. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they melted off in the in the heat. <laughs> and I, I'm like a Battenberg at the moment. I had a t-shirt on with a line there for work this week. I had my bar, I had my magic jersey on, so I had a tan up to there. So I'm like a three-layer Battenberg going on at the moment. But uh, I've been out in the garden trying to blend it all together today, and hopefully tomorrow as well. But there we go. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening and watching. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Orlando Magic UK. For the latest news, well, not at the moment, but we will get round to stickers and more stuff on the website. But make sure you visit that 
that. I've been writing. You, you have, you have, but there's not been a ton to write about just as yet. But no, uh, it was, I think it was Jonathan at uh, the Sixth Man who wrote. Who I think I saw a tweet put out that said uh, we're getting dangerously to that point of the uh, summer where there's no content to talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, yeah. There we go. So yeah, visit the website orlandomagicuk.com. Um, one other thing, I'm going to plug that as well because we haven't mentioned it for a while. Um, if you are traveling to Orlando and you're going to a Magic game, we have got a page on the website called Visiting Orlando. If you go to that, uh, the three of us have put together a load of different tips and advice and like experiences that the three of us have had going to Magic games over the years. Um, if you go to that, there's advice on buying tickets, where to sit, um, Places parking. to eat, parking, all sorts of stuff, how to get to the arena, how to get to the Amway Centre, all those sorts of things. So if you are planning a, a trip out to Orlando this season, go to that page and check out some of the info we've got on there. Um, hopefully that can help you sort of buy your tickets and decide where you want to sit. Courtside, if you've, if you've minted, like G. Um, who's had about six holidays this year. Or you're looking like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, just go to orlandomagicuk.com forward slash visiting Orlando and check that out there. Um, so from Paul, Geraint and myself until next week, go magic.